Fantastic. All right, today I get to start a new series. And I love series. Series give, series give you like chunks. They give you like a chance. You know how you watch movie series or like short, short series? It's like it gives you a full narrative of something. It's not just a one-off. It gives you like the ability to continue on and build a better understanding of the concept that is at hand. So today we are going to do that over a four-week period. We're going to be uh, talking to you about the keys to freedom. The keys to freedom. And it's not Freedom City. Like um, the key is like a tag. You just buzz in. That's all it is. The keys to freedom. I'm talking about freedom in your life. Freedom in your uh, spiritual life. You know, in our life, sometimes we have experiences that we go through that will create a positive or a negative response within us. Sometimes it's something that someone does to us or something that we have done. But there will always be a conscious, subconscious or an unconscious response to these experiences. Can we agree with that? uh, We are built up. Through our experiences. Either a negative or a positive response will come out of these response, uh, out of, of these experiences. So what we're going to be talking about and starting off today is we're going to talk about the fruit of the negative responses we have to these experiences. And if unchecked, how these negative responses can actually create our own personal prison cells that we get trapped in. Then, over the series four, uh, four weeks, we're going to give you four foundational keys that will help you lead, uh, will lead you to a greater freedom in your body, your soul, and your spirit. Is that good? Yeah. You know, we're called Freedom City Church, and I think there should be a bit of freedom in this city, you know? Yeah. Freedom in this city. Come on. <laughs> Bring it. it. I've got a new pair of pants on today. I felt good after fasting for, for two weeks, so I thought, let's get these pants out. Let's get these pants. All right. Today, to start off our series, we're going to be talking about a touchy subject, but the first key that we're going to be speaking about today is forgiveness. <sighs> Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and then... A, per- a certain person's name comes up, and you're like, oh, not that person. You're like, you're just chatting, and all of a sudden, um, your ears prick up, you get a gross feeling in your gut, your mood instantly get, gets affected. Or maybe if you're a parent or you, you know that th- th- this happens, you're like going through baby names, and then you get like, I'm going to call them this name. And you're like, uh, no, I know someone called that name. I'm not going to call them that. Or maybe you've had an experience with that person and you're like, no chance on this earth that I'm going to call my child after that heathen. You know, it's just like, no chance. You know, sometimes even it's, uh, and this is, full, this is full blown if you've done this, you practice in front of your mirror what you're going to say to the person or practice in your mind what you're going to say to the person the next time you see them. And it's like, you, you go through the narrative of like, and you said this, but I say this. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you, you, you practice this holy smackdown in your, in, your, in your mind. You know, I would dare say that that is not your favorite person in the world. One. I'd also venture out and guess that that person's maybe hurt or offended you in the past. You know, one thing that I can, well, guarantee you, a few things, is that 
uh, in life is death, taxes, and um, offence. You will pay taxes. At one point in time, you will pass away, unless you're super holy. Um, but you'll also get hurt, offended by people. Hands up if you've never been hurt before in your life. I'm speaking to the right people then. And maybe you couldn't relate to those three examples I gave before, but if I gave you 30 seconds, I think you could scrape a list together of people who've hurt or offended you in the past or who've currently is in your, who are currently in your bad books. Is that right? Do you think that, that's true? And so today, today we're going to talk about forgiveness. Is that good? Yeah. Turn to the person next to you and say, I forgive you. Even though you haven't heard me, I forgive you. So freedom is found through the key of forgiveness in our life. And when we harness the power of forgiveness, we actually start to understand this abundant life that Jesus speaks about. And freedom brings and unlocks healing and wholeness in our lives. You know, God says that the the enemy, the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life abundant. That means the opposite of an abundant life is that something's been stolen from you. Something's been destroyed in your life. And maybe that is hurt. Maybe that's offense. Maybe that's someone who's done you wrong. So the key of forgiveness opens and unlocks the prison cell that we have created or has created for us and brings healing and wholeness. So let's get real. And I know that this is a touchy subject for some people. That's okay. Let's just take one step at a time. Yeah? Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm listening to a book at the moment called Atomic Habits. And one of the keys in Atomic Habits is that and 1%, if you do 1% every day of your life, you'll be 365% um, more whole or towards your, your, your goal at the end of the year. So maybe you might not feel like forgiving someone now, but if you are willing 1% today, then 1% tomorrow, you'll be loving that person. You'll be praying for them. You'll be going and giving them money. You know, it'll be, it'll be transformed. But we start today. Is that good? Turn to the person next to you and say, we start today. We start today. All right. What is forgiveness? The primary Greek term is aphemi, which means to lay aside, to let go, to give up, to yield up. That's, I don't think, I don't think that's what a lot of us would have thought forgiveness meant. To let go. To give up, you're up to lay aside. Maybe you did, but some of us think of it as a, in a different way. And I'm going to tell you what forgiveness is not, as well. Forgiveness is not trying to forget what happened. What happened is real. When someone hurt you, offended you, or maybe when you did it to them. Forgiveness is not minimizing what the other person at. Uh, the wrong, minimizing the wrong or saying that the other person is declared not guilty. We are not saying that what was done to us is okay. Yeah. Min- forgiveness does not mean that we deny our anger or our pain. We don't push it down. Forgiveness does not mean that we avoid confrontation. Forgiveness does not mean that others are obliged or indebted to us and therefore owe us something. 
You know, if some, just, we'll get to it. And forgiveness doesn't mean that we go out and try and find someone to blame. Once again, it means to lay aside, to let go, to give up, to yield up. Forgiveness is laying aside, letting go, give up, yield up. One of the things Megs and I learnt probably two years ago maybe is um, we're just talking to a group of pastors and we're just talking about you know, how hard it is to, to do life with people sometimes, you know? And, um, and this guy just gave me some advice. He's been in ministry for a while. He said, there's two things that I always say. It is what it is, let it go. It is what it is, let it go. Like I was saying, you don't, we don't try and forget it. We don't just brush over it. But un- forgiveness, when we, don't, when we hold on to unforgiveness within our lives, it can actually be more detrimental to us yeah. than, than it is good for us. You know, say for example, if I had a, a, when I was younger, I used to go to my friend's house around the corner and we used to throw pig melons at each other. So we had pig melon wars. It was amazing. You know, little six-year-old kids getting like bruises on their head, you know, getting concussed in the street, you know, just your average Huntingdale day. But um, we, I remember when you threw it, as soon as it's thrown, the only person who gets hurt from that is the person who gets hit. The other person, the person who threw it, threw it, might not even care. They might not even know that they hurt you. But we are the ones who are dealing with forgiveness or unforgiveness in our life, yeah? So that's what we're dealing with today. All right, Matthew 18, verses 23 to 35, because it's good to go to the Bible. It's good to go to the Word of God, isn't it? Who loves the Word of God here? Good. The parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Just quickly, that is called hyperbole. That is exaggeration. So it's not literally 77 times 7. It means just keep forgiving until you can't forgive anymore. Until you feel like it's done. Yeah? But we're going to focus on this next story. It says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold. That's a lot of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him saying, be patient with me. He begged, and I'll pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt and let him go. What is the meaning of forgiveness? To let go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. Look at the difference. 10,000 bags of gold versus a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and he began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But the servant refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant and said, You wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had this mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. 
Forgiveness is no laughing matter. It is no laughing matter. If we look at the language here, there's a lot of language that talks about um, debts, talks about um, imprisonment. That like forgiveness and unforgiveness can create a prison cell in your own life. It can create a prison cell for someone else if you, if you in, uh, impose that on them enough. But in this parable, we see a clear representation of God's forgiveness towards us and our forgiveness towards those who have wronged us. There's a major, major difference. We need to stress this fact first and foremost. God has forgiven you. You are forgiven. And your sin is no longer held against you anymore but it is held against Jesus Christ. You are forgiven. You are released from your debts. You are released from the debt of sin. That is good news. Is that good news? You have been set free from sin, which is separation from God, which is the deterioration of who we are. And you are on this pathway to healing and wholeness and restoration in the kingdom of heaven first and foremost we have to understand that we like the um, the first servant was were forgiven for 10,000 bags of gold you know it's so important and it says in Hebrews 9:29 it says actually nearly everything under the law was purified with blood since forgiveness only comes through an outpouring of blood and it says in 1 John 2 1 2 you are my dear children and I write these things to you so that you won't sin but anyone if anyone does sin we continually have a forgiving redeemer who is face to face with the father this is Jesus the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Not only for us, but for the sins of the whole world. What we have to understand is we are forgiven. But anyone who receives that sacrifice, that gift that Jesus gave on the cross, receives that forgiveness as well. The whole world. We, we do not deserve forgiveness. We were 10,000 bags of gold in debt. Just for just an example, we were gifted it. We were gifted, given the gift of free pardon. And that, but going into judgment here for us, it says that judgment belongs to God. And it says in Deuteronomy, it says, it "Is mine to repay? I will avenge." God is saying that He will deal with sin. God is saying that we are not to judge others, but He will deal with that. This is in regards to forgiveness. And it says, forgiveness, the meaning is surrendering to, surrendering to Jesus our right to hold a judgment against someone. I don't know about you, but I can, I can tell you that within the past few weeks, I've probably judged someone. Yeah, I think we all have. We've all held something against someone and judged them, weighed them up against some imaginary scale. You know, some set of standards that, that not even we can reach. You know, if we do not forgive, what we are doing is we're maintaining a stance that says that I have the right to hold your wrongs against you. Effectively saying, I am God. I am judging your actions and defining whether or not you are actually redeemable. 
I don't think we have that place. I don't think we have that right to do that. You know, like I was saying at the end, we're not denying what has happened. But for the eternity's sake, we don't have that right to hold that against someone. We don't have to deny or not feel the pain. But in the long term, we need to find our way back to a forgiving heart. So, in the parable, the servant decided that he had the right to hold someone's wrongs, wrongdoings against them. And what we often feel like is that we are justified in not forgiving people. Who can agree with me? People do terrible things. People do terrible things. You know, this is, this is different, but uh, I remember when I was younger, my parents and I, we went to a church. My parents actually helped establish this church. Um, for tw- and we were there for 21 years. I was only there for 17. Um, but after 17 years, a, a theological debate, or theological indifference rather, caused a split within the church. And actually, a lot of people who were friends and family to us turned their back on us. A lot of people within the church who we used to have baby, uh, go over and sleep over. I remember I stayed, my parents went on a mission trip to China, and I stayed with a, a family for like close to a month during the Olympics, and we had this Olympics thing went on, and it was amazing. We, we earned points by doing chores, and you know, like these were like family to me. But over a theological indifference, the church split, and people left. And I was hurt, and I held this in my heart for years. And what I did, because it happened in a church, I started hating church. I didn't go to church for a couple of years. You know, I would go to connect groups and stuff, but I didn't go to church. And because uh, I was like, the church is broken. Yeah. You know, the church isn't right. So then after a while, it, it got to this place where I remember saying to a previous pastor of mine, a good friend, I said to him, I was like, I want to get more involved, but I don't trust you. <laughs> I said this to my pastor, I, don't, I just don't trust you. And he's like, oh. I said, it's not because of you, but it's what's happened in my life. I had to find my way back to a place of forgiveness. And now I'm a church pastor. And if you don't trust me, that's fine. But maybe work your way to trusting me. You know, like maybe try and work your way to that. Because I, I think I'm a pretty all right person. <laughs> but the thing is, unforgiveness is not a position of power. We have to understand this. Unforgiveness or holding on to your forgiveness back from someone is not a position of power. It is actually detrimental to your own being. Can I get Reese and Teddy to come up? Can you help me with an illustration? Can you stand on either side of me? And I'm just going to give you instructions. You hold up to this side. So, negative things will happen to us, yes? It is inevitable. People will hurt you and we will need to forgive them. But if we do not forgive those who have hurt us, it can actually cause us to create our own personal prison. Let's imagine that this piece of string represents someone's someone's hurt or wrongdoing against me. Any time that this happens, any time that this happens, what basically happens is like, it's like, oh goodness. And just loop it over me. So if I get hit down, what happens is like, and pull it tight. It's all right, pull it tight, pull it, pull it tight, pull me down, pull me down, guys, pull oh. me down. Oh no, what's that mean? Oh, God, terrible. Yeah, every time this happens, this, uh, something someone said hurts me, 
Like, it's like I get weighed down a little bit. I get pulled down a little bit. You know, maybe a friend gossips about you to somebody. You know, maybe someone assassinates your character. You can, there's a whole bunch of things there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get you to just throw all these all over me. Awesome. Tie me down, boys. Tie me down. So while you're doing that, I'm going to keep talking, all right? Don't get in the way. It is. Wow, actually. <laughs> Maybe someone humiliates you in front of a group of people. Maybe someone you trust criticizes you to your face and tears you down. Maybe there's a dispute with a family member. Maybe someone steals from you. Maybe someone breaks your heart. Maybe someone yeah, just constantly lies to you even though you've opened up to them. All right, guys, with all that, just pull, pull me down as high as you can. Like, yeah, really go for it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> These are all, I'm trying to lift my head, actually. These are all real and common things that happen. You know, I don't know if you can, uh, if you can relate to any of those things that I just talked about. But the thing is, <laughs> I'm trying to lift my head. You don't have a choice what someone does to you. You don't have a choice. And the longer, the more things that happen to you that, get un, that go unchecked, the more it compounds and actually pulls you down. And see the position I'm in. It's like I've been hit down and I'm trying to lift up. Pull harder, boys. <laughs> I'm trying to lift up. In honest truth, I can't. I can't, actually. I'm trying. And the thing about... Unforgiveness, because the longer that I don't deal with this, the more things that will compound and get thrown over me, the more things will happen, and I'll just get stronger and stronger, and getting out of it's going to be hard. So the antidote to unforgiveness is forgiveness. You can get your pair of free forgivenesses at our, our website. Just $200 a pop. But the longer, the longer I don't deal with this, sorry, before I jump ahead, the longer I don't deal with this, what happens, and maybe you can relate to this, is I, the way I act gets affected. May, the, I don't I act the way I normally do. Maybe the way that I treat others, maybe my, certain, uh, my response to certain people or groups changes. I can become bitter. I know that we've all got some bitterness in us somewhere. You know, I can become bitter because I'm holding on to it. I can become cold and shut off. I struggle to trust others. And I become restricted in my compassion, patience, generosity, and acceptance of others. And so many different things happen. Because when I'm in this position, I don't like this position. I, I want to live free. I want to live free from this. Come on, guys. I don't want to live like this. I don't think you want to live like this. So the way that we get... Again, emotional here. The way that we get free from unforgiveness is to forgive. And like I was saying, your pair of forgiveness scissors for $199 each. <laughs> Just cut through the stronghold that is unforgiveness in our lives. Oh, thanks, guys. You can sit down. Let's give a round of applause. We need to be active in identifying unforgiveness in our lives. It's just a small illustration, 
But what happens when you don't forgive? It compounds. And suddenly your soul's not sweet anymore. Suddenly what's happening is you start responding negatively to things that when you're younger you responded well to. Forgiveness is the antidote to unforgiveness. Why though do I need to forgive? Because it is painful. It is painful. I'm not going to lie. I've had to deal with some big things in my life. But the only way that we can heal is to deal with. The only way that you can heal from is to deal with. Deal with the things that are restricting or delaying your wholeness, your freedom. So why? First, we are commanded to forgive. It is not optional. I know we don't like being told what to do. If you tell me what to do, I struggle. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to do it then. But we are actually commanded to forgive. It says in Colossians 3.13, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. God's commands are not to control us. We have to understand it's not to control you. God's commands are to protect and to guide you. God knows us best. He knows what is good for us. And that's why he, he commands us to forgive. Because if we don't forgive and we don't have, we don't have a, like a, a blueprint to freedom through forgiveness, what's going to happen is we're going to hold on to things and we're going to get old and we're going to get bitter and we're going to hate life and we're not going to love people. And it's going to be hard, but we're going to suffer throughout it all. So we are commanded to forgive, not because God wants to control us, but because God knows what is best for us. He created us. The creator knows his creation. He knows how they function. So second, God has forgiven us. Like I said before, Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And Luke 7, 4, 7, uh, 47, therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whosoever has been forgiven little loves little. The degree to which you know that you are forgiven is often the degree to which you extend forgiveness to other people. So if we don't come back to the foundational crux that I was, I was an enemy to God, I was separated because of sin, if we do not come back to that foundational crux and say, actually, I am forgiven lots. I am forgiven much. If we don't do that, we will struggle to then extend that forgiveness to other people. The more you know your forgiveness, the more you'll be willing to forgive others. So we have to understand that God has forgiven us. That's why it is good for us to forgive. And three, unforgiveness can lodge and harden the heart. Take care, brothers, lest there be any, uh, in any of you, I left the, the scripture reference off the top. It says 12, verse 12. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ. If we indeed have told our original confidence, hold our original confidence firm to the end. As it is said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts in rebellion. 
When we, do, when we don't do what God has commanded us to do, we rebel against the command. Yeah? Rebellion, unforgiveness is rebellion to God. Rebellion hardens your heart. If we are commanded to forgive, yet we do not forgive, that is disobedience and rebellion to God. And it's not because God goes and hardens our heart. It's because when we don't do what God knows is best for us, we get hurt. Therefore, we harden our hearts. And we do we basically, we're handed over to our own doing and we harden our own hearts because, well, God, you didn't take care of me. You didn't protect me. Rebellion is... Hardens your heart. Then the question then is, after saying why, is who do I forgive? And like I said, there's probably a list that you have in your head. But I'll give you a few li- uh, uh, people that you can think about maybe. Anyone who's ever hurt you, you need to forgive them. That's pretty much the, the crux of it. Anyone who's ever hurt you. Anyone whose name, when you remember them, you don't think of them in love. You don't think uh, the best uh, compassion, you want to pray blessings over them. If that person brings you down when you think about them, maybe you need to forgive them. Maybe you just need to say, God, I forgive them. Even if I don't know what they did, I just forgive them. I let go of my judgment of them. And I want to know and see them through your eyes. Is that good? Yeah. Come on. If, if someone has hurt you, don't hold on to it. The longer it's like hot potato. Who remembers that game, hot potato? Yeah, you're not supposed to hold on to a hot potato, people. It burns your hand. Mm. You're not supposed to hold on to unforgiveness. Yeah. It hurts you. If you can think of someone now, that is someone that you need to forgive. If you can't pray for someone and bless them, you might need to forgive them. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness yourself. We're not clear of the blame here, people. Maybe you need to find someone you you know that you've hurt and say, can you please forgive me? Because we know the awkward tension when you walk into a room and it's like, oh no, I hurt that person, but I never did anything about it. And you're just kind of like, hey, how you doing? Good. Oh, that's nice. Weather's good, eh? Yeah. You're like... There is a tension. There's not a love. There's not a unity there. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. This one might surprise you, but maybe you need to forgive God for anything in your life that maybe you've wrongly blamed him for. Remember, it's not about what the person did or did not do, but it's about whether you are harboring unforgiveness in your heart. So it's necessary to release in that freedom, whether it's just saying, God, like, I just release you from, from my judgment. I just release you. Like, I don't know why I thought this, but I don't want to hold on to this any longer. Because I don't know about you, but maybe you're sitting there thinking, yeah, well, God, why weren't you there when I was down? God, you're not faithful. Why weren't you there when, when I was struggling? We, that's hard when unforgiveness. <laughs> it is. So we need to say, we need to, one, say, sorry, God, <laughs> For blaming you, because God doesn't lead us into to hurt or pain. God leads us to still waters, clear pastures, green pastures. We need to release God. And you need to forgive yourself. Some people here, the best people in the world, 
are the most self-sabotaging people in the world as well. Maybe you just need to forgive yourself. Say, just give yourself a little bit of grace. I didn't. I was young. I was in the wrong headspace. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm going to forgive myself, and I'm not going to hold that judgment against myself. Because when you make hold a judgment against against yourself, do you know what happens? You start treating yourself like you are that judgment. So maybe you need to forgive yourself. So now we know why and how, uh, who we have to forgive. So the question is, how do I forgive? Well, first of all, forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a choice that comes out of obedience. And we need to come to God with a willingness to forgive, to be willing, to be willing, to be willing to forgive. It's not about working yourself up and conjuring yourself up like you're about to go out for a fight. Like, yes, I am ready to forgive. No, it is coming to God to say, I I am hurting God. This is hurting me. I want to forgive. Give me the strength to that 1% that will get me to that 2% tomorrow. That will get me to that 5% the next day. That will get me to that place where I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to release this person from my judgment. Because if forgiveness was based on how you felt, can I just say boldly, you would never forgive anyone. (laughs) Honestly, we wouldn't forgive anyone. So it's about asking God to be present in our hurt and in our pain, but to be active in bringing us out of that hurt and pain, yeah? It's not about trying to become best friends with that person who has hurt you, but it's about dealing with unforgiveness in your own heart. Like I said, if someone throws a pig melon at you, it's done. Like, you, you can't change it. But it's dealing with how you react to what has happened to you. So it's in our court. So the other person will not feel what you feel. So don't try and repair the relationship ASAP. But, but just be willing to forgive them and hand your judgment over to God. Yeah. It is a choice. Can I get everyone to stand to their feet and close their eyes? Sam, can I get you to put a bit of atmosphere in the background? You know, I could imagine that what we've talked about today has probably touched on some nerves for people. I can imagine that you, you probably were you know, getting a bit of squeaky bum time, moving around, shifting your sheet, seat, just saying, actually, I don't, I'm not feeling good about this. I don't particularly like what I'm hearing. And I could probably guarantee that some people feel their heart beat inside their chest quite profoundly. This is a safe space. With every heart open, every eye shut. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually, I want to lead you through a prayer of forgiveness. I want to lead you through a prayer of forgiveness that says that I, I don't want to harbour any more of this unforgiveness or bitterness any longer. I don't want to live in this prison cell that I've created of resentment and hurt. I don't want to hold on to this any longer because it is 
stopping the way that I love other people. It is restricting the way that I am living. So just for 30 seconds, what I want you to do is I want you to bring to the front of your heart, sorry, the front of your mind and in your heart, I want you to bring maybe a few people that you know you need to forgive right now. Don't yell it out, that's fine. Just lift them up in your mind. And it might, might be painful, might hurt, might not be the most pleasant thing to do, but can I tell you that on the other side of your decision is freedom. On the other side of your obedience is freedom. And so what we're going to do with, with these people in your mind who have hurt you, we're saying, God, give us a heart that is willing. Father God, I just pray for every single person here. I pray that they would have the willingness to release people from their judgment. I pray that they would have the willingness to let go of this hurt and this pain that people have done and are brought into their lives. The one we're going to do is I'm going to, while you're, while you're, you're thinking of these people, I'm going to read out a, read out a, a prayer. I want you to, I'll say a few words and I want you to respond it back, all right? Like declaration is important. It's important that you speak it out, yeah? So just repeat after me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying so that I might be forgiven. By an act of my will, I now choose to forgive all those who have ever hurt me. And while you've said that, just lift up those people. You've got 10 seconds. Just think of those people to say, I, I choose to forgive these people. I release all judgment. I say that again. I release all judgment from my hands into yours. Where I've blamed you for things that are not your responsibility. God, I ask you to forgive me. And I forgive myself for the things I've done wrong. In your son's name. Amen. Father God, we just pray for every single person, every single soul here, every hurting soul, every person who is going through something right now in the name of Jesus. We just declare that when the word is spoken, when we declare out forgiveness, that you respond and you bring a freedom to our lives. Father God, we, where the Son has set us free, we are free indeed. So we don't want to harbor anything that brings us into a prison or into restriction any longer, Father God. We want to get this key that you have given us, this key of freedom. We walk to the proverbial gate of our prison and we unlock it and we walk through. We will not be held captive by this unforgiveness any longer. We will not be held down any longer by bitterness or resentment. We do not want this in our life any longer. We will release this in the name of Jesus and we declare that there is freedom for the captives. Come on, there is freedom for the captives. Where you have held on to bitterness, 
where you have held on to unforgiveness, when you speak it out, there is a cause and effect that happens in the heavenly. Where there is binding and you release, the bound is unbound. In the name of Jesus, we declare greater freedom, greater healing. In the name of Jesus. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to open up this section here and we're going to have the elders come. And if you want prayer, if you're struggling to actually forgive someone or you're feeling something right now, I encourage you, do not let this moment go by. Please come. We're going we're gonna to pray for you. If you feel like you've done, done the, dealt with your unforgiveness in this moment now, praise God. Yeah. Praise God. You might have to forgive again tomorrow because I might creep back up, but forgive him again, yeah? Be willing to be willing with that 1%, yeah? So I'm going to release everyone who who needs to go or wants to go and grab another coffee. I'm going to release you to go into the other room. Um, If you want prayer, um, once people start moving, I encourage you, just come on down. The space is open and and God's presence is here, yeah? I love you all. And I'll see you either out there or next week.